that's the end of the world. But the end of the world will be survived with humor and music. That's going to be basic to our evolution, am I right? This is Reverend Billy with co-host and goddess figure here in podcast land, Savitri D. Hello, Savitri. Good morning. Hello, hello, hello. This is the Earth Wants You. And the Earth does want you. Life wants life to live despite the apocalyptic appearance of things right now, people. In spite of humans, you know, detrimental effect on the Earth, the Earth does still want you, human. Humans want to kill me. They just... He's scowling at me and throwing things at Are me. Are you speaking from the perspective of the earth? Is I guess, this the I, guess I, I guess I was channeling the earth there for <laughs> the, a moment. It's the real royal we. <laughs> it was just <laughs> no, I was a, a, a nearly extinct whooping crane there for just a moment. Amen. So let's do it. Let's, let's, uh, yeah. We're going to go to Iowa on. today to the industrial the heart of industrial agriculture. Yes. Rev's going to take us on a tour of Iowa where he was last week with our music director, Nehemiah Luckett, and some activists. And uh, I just wanted to shout out to all the people in the streets the last couple of days uh, out there defending trans rights. Amen. Defending the right of the non-binary human, the right Woo. of the uh, gender-fluid human. Yikes. Oh, man. Which is the future. Let's face it. That's the future. That's the natural world, baby. Yes, it is. The earth wants you. I don't know who said we had to trans. choose. Well, that's, 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 that's a rising up. That is a rising up. And speaking of long overdue rising ups, mm-hmm. the Mon Pastor defense is finally happening that's here right. in New York. The Small Business Defense Act here in New York City in front of city council yesterday, a packed chambers everyone commenting you know we have witnessed in new york the loss of hundreds possibly thousands not hundreds of thousands but definitely hundreds <laughs> it's hard to put a cap on the numbers you of know. small businesses brooklyn is so big that you can fit the you the russia inside brooklyn that's how yeah, and i i mean it maybe it is a hundred thousand because yeah, yeah. Who, who knows? i once heard that if you ate it you could eat at a different restaurant every meal every single meal and not repeat yourself for more than 60 years in New York City. Can we say gastric problems? Wow. I, anyway. I just want to, you know, people out in, in the, you know, uh, well, Alaska, San Francisco, Portland, Taos, Boulder. We've got a lot of terrestrial uh, yes. people out there. Hello. So don't let us get too New York-y yeah, on you Yeah, but love your small <laughs> shops wherever you are. This is a problem all over the defend, world. Defend the human scale neighborhood. That is the that from is really transnational global capitalism from monoculture financed financed by Wall Street. Practice shopping in local stores. Practice defending those stores when they're threatened. Practice going out of your way to to engage with small shop owners. It's hard work running a small business. The trouble is the billionaires pretend they're us. You know, you, you can be like in a thrift store rummaging through things, and and there's. There's this 28-year-old kid standing next to you in old sneakers, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he's he's a hedge fund billionaire who's like buying the entire block. And Listen, he, you know how I paid our rent this month? I went to our friend Teddy's house. Now Teddy is the coolest cat anyone knows, right? Nobody dresses better than Teddy. I went to his house while he was sleeping in his hammock. I took his shoes. I took his shoes and I painted a little star on them with, you know, kind of newish paint. And then I went on eBay and I sold them for 400 bucks. 
honey, that's I'm how we're paying you. our rent. Yeah. And I'm not the only one doing that, okay? How, how many, There's how Italian many, uh, designers doing the same thing. Are you going around town uh, stealing men's and shoes, And you know what? Honey? He it's thanked me. He thanked me because those shoes are old kinky, and rotten. I mean. Listen, I want to hear uh, Justin Vivian Bond now listen to oh, this yeah. song. This, right. is a, this is a Bahamian song written by a priest called Exuma, then arranged by Nina Simone. And, and in this version, live from Joe's Pub, where incidentally we will be performing in six oh, weeks' time. Plugalooya, what's coming right up? Oh my uh, God. Here is we have to rehearse. the incredible Justin Vivian Bond singing 22nd Century. Sing it, Vivian. There is no oxygen in the air. Men and women have lost their hair. Ashen faces like that stand. Ghosts and goblins walk this land. When the comes yesterday and yesterday becomes eternity when the soul when the soul is gone and there are no more babies being born when there is no one and there is everyone when there is no Second century, tomorrow be the twenty second century, tomorrow be the twenty second century. It will be, it will be, it will be. Justin Vivian Bond at Joe's Pub singing 22nd Century. Thank you. And now it has become time, children, for the news from the natural world. <clears throat> Welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. A team of international astronomers in Chile has discovered the largest structure ever found in the early universe. The proto-supercluster called Hyperion may contain thousands of galaxies or more. Amen, or more. (laughs) (laughs) Vastness, just so funny. Uh, 107 acres of Utah's Fish Lake National Forest make up one of the world's largest organisms, a forest of some 47,000 genetically identical quaking aspen trees which all stem from a single root system. Pando, as the organism is known, has been growing for at least 80,000 years, but the grove's health has declined dramatically over the past few decades. Weighing 13 million pounds, Pando is the world's largest organism by mass. 
In most areas of the grove, there are no young or middle-aged trees at all. Mule deer deer and cattle grazing appear to be the primary cause of Pando's decline, as well as a lack of apex predators in the area. In the early 1900s, humans aggressively hunted animals like wolves, mountain lions, and grizzly bears, which helped to keep those mule deer in check. And much of the fencing that has been erected to protect Pando isn't working, so the mule deer are able to jump over those fences. Pando, the quaking aspen grove. The number of deaths related to air pollution in the United States shrank by 47% between 1990 and 2010. The blob, which is a popular term for a huge patch of warmer than normal water in the northern Pacific Ocean, has returned off the British Columbian coast. The phenomenon first emerged in 2013 and has been appearing off and on since then. The blob, which covers about 2,000 kilometers, has returned after stagnant and unseasonably warm weather this summer and fall. The ocean is warmer than normal. Large, resilient ridges of warm weather deflect Pacific storms, so without wind mixing the water, the sun heats up the surface, usually more than 2 degrees Celsius warmer than normal. The blob is thought to be responsible for changes in the marine ecosystem, such as fish declines and a lack of available nutrition for whales. Tropical forest loss currently accounts for 8% of the world's annual carbon dioxide emissions. If tropical deforestation were a country, it would be the third biggest emitter globally, ranked Mm. just below the U.S. and significantly higher than the EU. Between 2015 and 2017, forest-related emissions were 63% higher than the average for the previous 14 years, rising from 3 billion to 4.9 billion metric tons per year. Researchers say this increase can be traced to three main factors, a growing global middle class, a population boom in sub-Saharan Africa, and fires and hurricanes that are becoming more intense and destructive due to climate change. This broad analysis finds tropical forests could potentially provide 23% of the climate change mitigation. So what they're saying is to keep the tropical forests, right? Keeping them. This could provide 23% of the climate change mitigation needed to keep warming under 2 degrees by 2030. But researchers say increased government intervention and funding are needed in order to more effectively protect these forests. And also more vegetarians, please. Uh, In 2016, black consumers spent over $2 billion on cosmetics and beauty products. Yet a study by the Environmental Working Group found that over 70% of products marketed for black hair contain dangerous ingredients compared with 40% of hair products that are made for, quote, everyone else. <laughs> Language matters. Uh, more news from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. From 2008 to 2015, more than 100 million people were displaced by floods. 60 million by storms and nearly 1 million by extreme temperatures. Over the past four decades, the rate of such dislocations has increased by 60%. The number of likely environmental migrants or environmental refugees is projected at 50 million to 200 million. Scientists are documenting the precise effects of temperature on migration. Two years ago, a worldwide study based on 30 years of data found that in countries reliant on agriculture, every one degree increase in temperature on the Celsius scale correlated with a 5% increase in migration to other countries. (sighs) 
This is just heartbreaking, thinking of the thousands of people walking across Mexico right now. It's, a, it's an exodus. It's an exodus from Honduras right now. A deadly combination of canine distemper virus and baby cyosis. <laughs> Try that again. Baby cyosis. <laughs> a disease caused by tick-borne parasites is killing Asiatic lions in the Gear Forest Sanctuary in Gujarat, Western India. According to government officials, so far 24 lions have died and the latest death a cub was reported on October 15th. The disease outbreak, which started a month ago, has sounded alarm bells among conservationists and aroused a debate over how to protect the endangered species. The contagious virus poses a threat to the survival of the remaining 523 big cats that live across 1,800 square kilometers in the Gear Forest region. Canine Baby cyosis. Mm. A new study published in the Journal of Positive Psychology suggests that some parenting tactics can curb kids' materialistic tendencies. Okay, check it out, parents. (laughs) This might work for your friends, too. Seize that iPhone from your kid. The findings show it is possible to reduce materialism among young consumers as well as one of its most common negative consequences, that consequence being non-generosity, using a simple strategy, fostering gratitude for the things and people in their lives. Having and expressing gratitude may possibly decrease materialism and increase generosity among adolescents. The team surveyed 870 adolescents. The authors suggest that materialism can be curbed and feelings of gratitude can be enhanced by a daily gratitude reflection around the dinner table. Whoa! Having children and adolescents make posters of what they are grateful for or keeping a gratitude jar where children and teens write down something they are grateful for each week and i'm just gonna wow i'm just gonna take a big chance here and say i bet this would work for grown-ups too many consumers have found a way to cope with the knowledge that products they like have been made unethically they simply forget they ever knew it In a series of studies, researchers found that consumers conveniently forgot that brands of desks were made with wood from rainforests or that jeans may have been made with child labor. (laughs) Consumers not only forget the uncomfortable truth, but sometimes misremember the facts and believe that the offending product was actually made ethically. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that in my gratitude jar. I'm so mm-hmm. grateful that I can't remember yes. what's bad. It's a t- it is a cognitive tactic. Um, and we know it applies to many other things as well. <laughs> and I think we should, all of us study, activists really need to get inside of this problem of forgetting. World hunger has risen for a third consecutive year, according to the United Nations annual food security report. The total number of people who face chronic food deprivations has increased by 15 million since 2016. Uh. Some 821 million people now face food insecurity, raising numbers to the same level as almost a decade ago. The situation is worsening in South America, Central Asia, and most regions of Africa. It also spotlights uh, this study, a troubling rise in anemia among women of reproductive age. One in three women worldwide are anemic. Is that related to hunger? Deficiency, iron. Iron deficiency. Mm, Yeah, menstrual bleeding and the lack of iron in your diet. Uh, Male gorillas who affiliated more with all infants, not only their own, sired more offspring than males who affiliated less with young. Predictive margins indicate males in the top affiliation 
Tertile can expect to sire approximately five times more infants than males in the bottom rank across the course of their reproductive careers. These findings establish a link between males' fitness and their association with infants in the absence of kin discrimination or high paternity certainty and suggest a strategy by which selection could generate more involved male parenting among non-monogamous species. It's happening. The males are evolving. It's slow, but it's happening. Amen. It's got to happen. <laughs> I think that those, uh, those guys have got to spend a couple mm-hmm. years just child-minding instead of going yeah. into the military, instead of going yeah. into boot camp. Yeah. Spend the time with children. That's yeah, crushing their own patriarchy. So instead of all the rest of us having to do it, let the patriarchs crush themselves. Just babies. Let's crush them with babies. Let's Hallelujah. just pile babies on top of Let's them. Let's march toward the right wing <laughs> males with babies. Oh, my God. It's like that evolutionary psychologist I met who told me that an evolved an evolved male primate is actually a female. <laughs> and that's, that's, a, the that's traits, a comment on our trans. The, the traits of an evolved male are female traits. Amen. Well, so I don't know. That's I, pretty I basic. aspire to that, but I, I know it's good radio if you can do it. Listeners, I want to apologize for my... Uh, what? Uh, you have nothing to apologize I for. I do. I have some apologies to make. Uh, my commentary maybe is unasked for. No, we need it, actually, <laughs> because, because the end of the world is coming at us in the news from the natural world at such a rate that we need the sighs, the cries, the sobs, the explanations, you the know, jokes. I try to include a lot of animals because for me, even the worst news about animals takes me outside of myself. It takes me outside of my humanness and human chauvinism, which I feel is the source of so much that is wrong in this world. And so even just the most distressing and depressing news about wildlife, and there is just so much of it, even the worst news somehow supports me in my efforts to be closer to the earth. Well, the earth is, is finding its way to us through, through all this mm-hmm. death and chaos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're grateful. Put that in the gratitude jar. Now, you said that one of your items was a reduction of pollution, 47% reduction over the last... Air pollution in the United States, yes. And that's... that's uh, Emissions. Obama's uh, enforcement of the Clean well, Air Act, That's a 20-year study, uh, yeah. It, that's, that's just a... That's the Clean Air emissions, Act. Emissions, yeah. Cl- the Clean Air Act. And Technology and emissions and now, just... Now they're, uh, Trump is pulling that back, right? Yeah. We'll see in a few years whether those trends are reversed. I mean, I think they will be. Trump has a new program where he hooks up um, citizens who are, you know, um, protesting mm-hmm. on the sidewalks. Mm-hmm. He hooks up their faces to the exhaust pipes of right. SUVs. I've seen that. It's kind of like the jelly lock we reported on years <laughs> ago now, which is that amazing spiritual device, you know, to mind meld. So Trump has a jelly lock for uh, pedestrians, really, who shouldn't be on the sidewalks and shouldn't even be outside <laughs> and you put the jelly lock on your face and the other end on to the to the tailpipe that reminds me of the you know the world trade center was pulled actually into the air by large purple helicopters did you know that oh, i yeah, remember that's, that's, that that's the truth in movement that i'm yeah well listen i let's go to iowa <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's do let's let's get let's, let's go to the rational the rational the heartland rational, the rational tragedy of iowa <laughs> Um, 
rationality as applied to the land of uh, milk and honey, the Iowa as described by uh, Native Americans. Um, right. Uh, it's a very special place. Uh, uh, one of the most f- uh, fertile. Uh, it's right between the Missouri River and the Mississippi River, so it has... It has a great gift of fertility. Yeah, it's like 20 feet of topsoil, right? Yes, and, and it's it just It ranks right there rich. with just the Ukraine, I think, is the only other place in the world with such fertile just, ground. Yes, one of the very special places. And we'll, a little bit uh, coming up, we have a, a regenerative farmer who will tell us what he thinks has happened to that soil. And then we'll have a Native American lady, Christine Nobice, uh, Nobice uh, who is native to the area, who also... Um, talked uh, to us and really was the highlight of this rally that, that Nehemiah Luckett, our music director of the Stop Shopping Choir, and myself, hosted. We won a First Amendment lawsuit case against the state of Iowa from protesting a couple years ago at this very same spot. What makes this spot special? It's called the World Food Prize. It's a, an annual gathering of all the, the chemical companies, Bayer, Syngenta, Dow, DuPont, they all gather at the state capital of Des Moines, Iowa, right in the heart of the most intense industrial agriculture. Iowa absorbs more glyphosates than any other state. It is drenched in Monsanto's Roundup. And they celebrate. They all get together for their cocktails, and they give, they shower money on sycophants and bureaucrats and scientists and academics who are supporting GMO, pesticide, Roundup-type industrial agriculture. So two years ago, we were 350 feet away shouting about it, and they put a 76-trombone-type marching band, classic Iowa marching band, between us and their party up in the state capitol. As we shouted at the distance of 350 feet, if you can believe that, we were arrested. And let me just (laughs) say also that the, the security squad for this World Food Prize, our state cops, from Iowa. So it's basically a, you know, it's a quasi-governmental arrangement, right? Like this is the government being turned over to Big Ag for a couple of days. They use the building, they use the cops. State troopers are acting like bouncers, checking I mean, checking people's tickets. I mean, right. it's Just it's to so say co- that this is a, a emblematic of a corporate democracy, shall we say, in the nicest terms of what we have in so many of our cities and states and federal governments and, and the Trump administration, every, just complete corruption. All over the world, this is what's going on. Now this is, this is uh, Iowa is as much a company town as Hollywood is with the movies. Iowa is with industrial agriculture. Or New York with real estate or Texas yeah. with oil. There you go. So we got arrested two years ago, but then we had a series of, of court appearances in which we were successful just applying the United States Constitution uh, now we're 50 feet away, not 350 feet. That's great. That's a, it's a victory. You know, any kind, time that we reclaim these contested spaces, it's a victory. So we rattled the windows of the state capitol this, this year, and we were able to shout about Dwayne Johnson's trial. And Let's listen the, to the, the clip from that rally just last week. This, seven years ago, began the campaign in Des Moines against industrial agriculture and against Monsanto, now Bayer, and its use of Roundup, its carcinogenic toxins. This is the front line of a struggle against a criminal corporation and a criminal group of corporations who have steered the production of food 
towards toxins. There's a veneer of productivity. There's a veneer of bounty when you drive through it all. But if you look below the soil, where it really counts, Iowa soil is dead. And there's only one way to change it, and it's regenerative agriculture. Amen. We are here to say that more and more of your false value will decline. The agriculture that was being carried out before the settler descendants, before the colonial militias, before the settler vigilantes came and, and kicked and the people out and killed them, the kind of agriculture that was happening here was the kind of agriculture that people are now trying to transition to. The earth will rise up and we might have a chance to join in that revolution. That rising up is, has now begun. We rattled the windows of this big building that is full of industrial agricultural chemical executives. They, they must know that we're not far away. Listeners, uh, you've heard this man's voice a million times on our show. Uh, this is the incredible Nehemiah Luckett, music director of the Stop Shopping Choir and uh, composer and singer and teacher and artist. Um, and he was with Billy last week in Iowa. Nehemiah, good morning. How are you today? Good morning. Uh, doing fairly well. Doing fairly well. We always ask our guests to tell us their favorite place on earth. Right now, um, because I haven't been there in so long, is probably my grandfather's farm um, back in Canton, Mississippi. Right on. Right on. What do you love about that farm? Um, it, was, it was just the first place where I remember getting lost and feeling okay with it. Ah. Mm. So tell us what happened last week in Iowa, Nehemiah. Oh, wow. So last week in Iowa, um, it was really an exciting time. Um, Billy and I were in Des Moines, and we were there to support the Occupy World Food Prize. And um, because we had been there two years ago, and there was a an arrest of Billy and a, um, a few others who I believe were uh, Mike Miles and Father Frank. Um, there was the opportunity to be closer to the Iowa State Capitol building, which is basically rented out to the World Food Prize. Um, and our proximity was nice. Uh, but we also had uh, access to a sound system that was really great. Um, Rock and roll. Because, yeah, <laughs> because uh, Bayer, uh, also known as the old Monsanto, um, seems to have a tradition of hiring a high school marching band <laughs> to play. 76 trombones <laughs> as the big parade. Yeah, it's uh, it. it I, I think that it's like one just a strange way for, um, you know, executives to enter a fancy dinner party award ceremony. And I always got the feeling that the reason that they were there was to drown out any protesters who might um, have decided to show up and want to make their voices heard. Drowning us out. So, 
Drowning us out with uh, Americana. Drowning us out with... with, Yes. uh, And kids. They're high school kids. It's a high school band. It's true. And then they had those... those, uh, uh, Were they college age or high school age? Rotsy, you know, those... uh, Oh, yeah. Officer candidate uh, kids uh, kind of trying to learn to march. They're standing there. They've got some old Marine sergeant shouting at them. It was uh, very strange. They're in their camis, you know. And so we've got... Uh, this kind of uh, self-induced, forced uh, Americana vibe directed at us, and the executives who are who are basically criminals are like escorted through uh, this Grant Wood landscape. Yes. Amen. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I just couldn't help myself. I jumped right into That's the interview. That's okay. That's okay. But this year, the thing that was really exciting also was that we had this sound system which was able to dwarf the sound of the 76 trombone. <laughs> um, and we, uh, we kicked it off with our, uh, the first artist who was singing was um, uh, Miss Christine and her band. Um, and they were really like a rock and roll group um, that was playing at five o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and it was the, a great way to get us started. Um, and at one point, I, I will say that there was uh, a mother who came over and said, my son's a senior in high school. Um, you know, he's been uh, working for so long and I just want to get a video of him. Can you please quiet down? And I think it was Father Frank yelled back at, hi- at her saying, um, we're doing this for him, <laughs> for him. <laughs> And really, you know, when you think about all of the all of the things that are going on and, you know, an 18 year old kid who is I just think about, you know, like that being the highlight of your high school career is playing in the band for the World Food Prize. And uh, it just made me think like we've got to get more opportunities for high school bands in Iowa to do other things. <laughs> yeah, the state, the state capital steps and that g- big golden dome. Yeah. Uh, I can see where that would be a destination for uh, young young people. Yeah. But yeah. so many young people are suffering from cancers. And yeah, I was going to say. I mean, it would be great to reconnect truth to that kind of calm rationale, right? To reconnect with like meaning and honesty and saying like, actually, no, this is bad for all of us. And, um, and, and for a mother who we, we understand and love her for wanting to protect her son. Right. We say, yes, mom, of course you want your son to be able to play his marching band song louder and get a perfect video. On the other hand, you know, let's be rational in a different direction together. And, you know, the Midwest is this remarkable place because people, uh, you know, they have so much civic investment there, right? They have great schools and great roads and their idea about like the commons is healthy in some ways. And yet in these specific places, they abandon it completely, you know, around agriculture, they just abandon it, you know, this rationale. And I, anyway, there is some comeback yeah. of, of regenerative farming in Iowa, but um, um, I hear about it's almost like a rumor, but nothing like Vermont or Wisconsin or some, some you know Oregon, some some of these great um, centers of organic farming. It's nothing like that yet. I mean, the yeah. the big the big corporations really have 
fixed on Iowa as a symbolic center. Well, Nehemiah, the, uh, uh, your arousing energy and your singing climate change blues, we always try to tie, tie the uh, issues together. <laughs> and, and industrial ag is a big driver of climate yeah. change. It's very, the yeah. carbon footprint's intense. Um, and you're, uh, well then what, what else do we do? We, d- we did the uh, Monsanto's The Devil, which we'll have on yes. the show here today. That was an exciting <laughs> one. And we also did uh, a little bit of a widening gyre to start us off and just to kind of, you know, show the, the state of, uh, I don't know, of lostness that it feels that um, we're currently in. I remembered when um, Christine Nobles um, was a, a Native American woman who joined us and was our last speaker when she spoke about what Iowa, the land that is now Iowa, what it was before before the, the marshlands, the 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 vegetation oh. that was indigenous the savannas the marine the uh, the ravines yeah. the ravine life the, uh, oh uh, her description you, of uh, was beautiful yeah. beautiful haunting it, it it really was and I remembered thinking you know obviously she was also pointing out how for generations and for years before the European settlers came in through that area. Um, there were people who were working on regenerative farming. And now, you know, 250 years later, we're finally making that turn back to it. And there's something, yes, that is great that we are doing that, but it's also like this sad irony that it took us so long to realize that the direction that we were going in was so wrong for for the earth and especially for somewhere like Iowa, which has some of the best soil in the world. Um, and it's being lost because of a connection to large agricultural companies that have control. Well, that control, that grip is being loosened now. Yes. And yes. thank you for your music, Nehemiah. Thank you for being with us today taking time out of your busy schedule. Oh, and my pleasure. Let's go back to the uh, Iowa again next year with the 30-voice choir. We'll take a veggie bus out there, veggie-powered let's, bus. Let's bring them down. I would love, and, you know, eventually, I think that we should be the ones who hire the high school choir you know, choirs and the bands yeah. to come and perform at the Occupy the World Food Prize yes, so that they yes. can sing Preach their it. lives. Preach play it. their <laughs> lives. Uh, thanks, <laughs> Thank you, Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye now. That was Nehemiah Luckett, the music director of the Church of Stop Shopping. Uh, we visited Des Moines, Iowa, the capital of Iowa, uh, this week through a court uh, success, a First Amendment court case we were allowed to be just 50 feet from the steps of the state capitol, the state capitol being occupied by Monsanto, BASF, Syngenta, Dow, DuPont, et cetera, et cetera, all those executives partying. But local activists gave us an amazing sound system, and we like to think that if we didn't ruin their party, we, we, we certainly uh, 
created little white caps in their cocktails. So and let's sure. just set up our, ne- our next guest, uh, Sharon Donovan, who, listeners, y- y- you may live in a place like Des Moines, uh, where being an activist is, is maybe a little more challenging than it is here in New York City, where you might be a little more isolated, a little more marginalized, where stepping out with your values and your ideals in this particular way might put you outside the, the, the culture in a different way. So just a quick shout out to all those activists working all over the world in this way who are really, you know, have to be nonconformist just to have an opinion about something like the, the World Food Prize. The, you, you can just find yourself in, in, in many of the cities and towns of the United States, you can find yourself among 23 radicals who are standing on a uh, right. traffic medium. And let me tell and you, you see, feel the, so the isolated. same people who are protesting the Iraq war are protesting a pipeline are protesting Monsanto. You know, these people have to cover every base. So it's all fossil you. fuel. It's thank all you, everyone, for your work. And, and let's call Sharon. Oh. We're sorry. Due to telephone company facility trouble, your call cannot be completed at this time. Will you try your call again later? Yes, we will. We will try again later. That's, that call was blocked by, by Big Ag. You know, our attempt, to, <laughs> our attempt to talk to a local radical blocked by the makers of glyphosate. She's going to answer this time. Wow. I'm sorry. Due to telephone company facility trouble, your call cannot be completed at this sure, time. Sure, Bear. Will you try the call again later? Sure, Bear. Big Ag has taken control of the local communications so that we can't talk to the local radical Sharon Donovan. We'll have to get back to Sharon. Uh, I wanted to just say, because I, I meant to mention it earlier, but uh, did you see that that judge out there in California has upheld the trial of the Dwayne Johnson trial? The Dwayne trial. Johnson trial, the $289 million dollar settlement uh does not stand they've reduced reduced. it to around 90 million and now Dwayne Johnson has a few weeks to decide whether to accept that settlement or not but they're holding the decision which is great news Dwayne Dwayne Johnson is are there um, now I think 6,000 more of these cases in the wings waiting in the wings uh people who suffer from the disease that Dwayne Johnson is suffering from, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, a fatal form of cancer. Paul Allen, didn't Paul Allen just die of that? Founder of Microsoft. Yes, the founder, uh, co-founder of Microsoft mm-hmm. just passed away from that disease. People who handle glyphosates, uh, Monsanto's Roundup, mm-hmm. are, have um, a tradition of... of Becoming afflicted with this with this disease, <laughs> and a lot of them, a lot of folks have died. A lot of farmers have died. Were you laughing, Salvji? I'm not. Was that how inappropriate was that? Uh, it was. Uh, I wasn't laughing at all. <laughs> you just deny it, right? That's what the lawyers have taught us to do: just talk into the microphone, look into the camera, deny everything. No, I was just thinking <laughs> about language and how you said they have a tradition of dying from this and i was thinking we don't have a tradition of dying from this no I'm sorry. no this is the, the opposite wrong of, word this is the opposite of a tradition i just like to this i would like murder. to murder i would like to say into the microphone <laughs> that uh on lawyer's advice i just have to say i deny using the word tradition that was not that was not the word i used check it out we got the choir over here singing our monsanto song which you know still holds up amen Monsanto is a devil, pretends he's a scientist, 
Monsanto's the devil. Woo! The choir sounds good there. They really do. We have uh, some emails that we got from some of our listeners. That's Killian Sunderman. Hello. Producer. <laughs> um, and also occasional email reader. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is from Earl Ammerman Fourth. Earl. Not okay. to be mistaken with Earl Ammerman Third. Mm-hmm. I would never do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so... Well, actually, he would be the fifth, right? Because the first, does the first, never mind, go ahead. You're right, actually. (laughs) I had an idea that I wanted to present to you regarding a way to raise funds for immigrants who have been separated from their children and immigrants who have suffered because of Trump's immigration policies. Mm. The holiday season is approaching. Maybe we could raise legal funds for people who have suffered from or have been separated from their children because of Trump's immigration policies by recycling cans and bottles in states that have bottle bill recycling laws. Maybe this could occur on the shopping day after Thanksgiving and continue throughout the holiday shopping season. Right on, Earl. Great idea. Let's do it. And if you don't want to wait until Buy Nothing Day to do that, listen, there are bail funds in almost every city to get people who are separated from their families who are in detention right now out of detention. Here in New York, you can go to New Sanctuary Coalition. You can uh, donate funds and and they will will bond somebody out and they'll be back with their family. Sanctuary coalition.org but i like this idea of connecting uh an activity an action a doing not just giving money but also doing something that's good to do uh with another good thing to do that's good it's holistic and the and the uh (laughs) the 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 many refugees and immigrants migrants that are wandering the earth so many of them uh uh jeff sessions like to say likes to say that uh, he uh, he blames them for the gangs and, mm-hmm. and you know what I like to say go to hell Jeff Sessions. <laughs> but the uh, in fact uh, much much of the uh, trouble in Central America can be traced to the inability to raise food to feed their children. This is correct. We've covered this before. Uh, what's happened in Central America uh, is that the the growing seasons have shifted slightly and they're very hard to keep track of and people who've been subsistence farming for you know hundreds of generations are now unable to grow food to feed their family because they they can't figure out when to plant when it's going to rain when it's going to be warm in the right way when the sun will bring those seeds up from the soil so uh, these are climate refugees in a mass exodus right now uh, that's uh I just would also like to say, if anyone is sitting at home and thinks this is a great idea and wants to get in on Earl's idea, you can email us at revbilia.com and we could help organize this uh, bottle can project and raise funds for the poor people whose families have been separated. Thank you. Yeah, check it out. Revbilly at revbilly.com. This is The Earth Wants You in New York City, uh, airing all over the world and everywhere that you can find podcasts the earth wants you check it out share it with your friends and please communicate with us we want to hear from you listeners i feel the presence of of an animal calling out to us right calling out to the universe yes a singing living being yes and what is our extinctions got talent the asiatic lion the Asiatic lion, uh, Ooh. much bigger than the African lion. They're huge. They're found only in the Gir Forest National Park in Gujarat, India. I mentioned them earlier because they're suffering from this terrible um, baby cyosis. Um, 
the Asiatic lion, uh, they are a little bit different. They divide themselves by sex. They, they, they divide by, their prides are built around their sex. So the females have a pride and the males have a pride. And the males and the females only come together to mate. Um, they mate at around four years old. They give birth to tiny little cubs, just three pounds. Uh, the cubs are completely dependent on their mother. And interestingly, all of the females in a group of lions mate at the same time so that they can raise their little cubs together, which is so cute. Oh. <laughs> um, are you overcome with emotion? Well, I, I, I am, as I'm sure you are, but this will <laughs> be destroyed by the sound of this ferocious animal. <laughs> There's no cute here. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Do not pet that cat. <laughs> that is no kitten. Meow. Are, are you sure that wasn't a walrus? That is the Asiatic lion, and I'm telling you, wow. Scary. Powerful. Huh? They eat people. Amen. If I was a lion, I would eat people too. There are none in the radio studio at this moment. These animals are threatened, of course, by habitat law. I mean, they live in a, a, a refuge, and they are genetically, you know, too similar. They're prone to disease because at one point there were even fewer of them, and their genetic pool has just shrunk to nothing. And there are more than 500 remaining, but uh, 25 of them died in the last two weeks. So, Well, EO Wilson thinks we should take half of the earth and... And when he says we, Wild it. he means humans. E.O. Wilson, we turn half of the earth back over to, to the wildness, to the wild, and humans occupy and live in and exploit and destroy the other half, but leave half of it alone. I mean, this would be generous to humans that we get a whole half of the earth. You can't get politicians to respond, of course. They're all locked into their corporate money-making assignments, but that is idea is so much better than the, this, the current uh, series of zoos and refuges and parks and uh, heavily compromised, heavily compromised ecosystems. That, uh, the growl that we just heard there reminded me of a filler. Of your, a your little father. No. <laughs> no, a little sketch that we made for the radio show once that we never actually aired, but it was our old intro to Extinction's Got Talent. And it sent, I think I might have used that exact growl when we were making this a little sketch thing, and uh, I think I should play it. It's it's really quite Let's fun. Hear it. Here Let's we go. It. It's good to finally play it. And now it's time for Extinction's Got Talent. Uh, ah, ah! <laughs> Rev, speak to us. We just returned from uh, a a state of. Enforced normality. Cute towns. Iowa. People just living the, the American dream, the, the portrait of what's normal. And the violence that they are that they are a veneer over uh, with their their uh, their little houses and their little routines, the, the uh, 
uh, destruction beneath the surface is held there, held in place by their consumerism. They have bought the story that has been given to them uh, by a group, a small number, an oligarchy of, of corporations and their marketing departments. And to go there, uh, as we did this week, the Stop Shopping Church visited there, and, and in, in a, uh, we went right to the point of purchase. We went right to the state capitol and shouted at those executives, preached at them, sang at them. We, we were ignored. <laughs> we were, we were uh, uh, there wasn't visible evidence that we were, we were changing anybody. Um, a lot of high school kids there. And uh, these very wealthy, big chemical company executives. Um, we, we do know that we were close. We do know that we were on uh, the journey to that, that having that leverage, that, that r- radical moment that you look for when you're, when you're a... Uh, trying to achieve change in this in this in this culture which is which is just locked down with with these fundamentalistic systems and people just marching around without without a clue as as to the air they're breathing the water there is entirely toxic the water the waterways of Iowa the beautiful ponds and rivers and they are uh, none of them up to uh, the the health standards uh, laid down by the federal government years ago when they were doing that sort of thing when when the the Clean Water Act was still in in force. So we we need to find this in ourselves. We all have a a an, a tradition, a personal habit of looking for that normal thing, that comfortable thing, that thing that appears to be okay and balanced and appears to be polite and we need to find find a way in to our own radical self because now as never before we have just a, a finite amount of time before before our, our, our physical life is, is, is ended because of our abuse of the earth so the earth is the earth we feel the earth is calling out to us the earth wants us that's the name of our of our hour here that we're concluding. The earth wants us. The earth desires us to be life, to be active life. We need to find that that doorway, that front door to our own state capital. Our, we go up the steps of our own established personality and break it down. And let life gush out. Let some let some natural natural chaos happen. We've we've got to overrule overrule this discipline, this false Americanness. Is somebody out there hearing me? I hear you. Somebody give me an Earthalooya. Earthalooya. We're going to knock down the doors of the state capitol. Here we go. It's a revolution with the earth. Thank you for listening. I'm Savitri D. with Reverend Billy. This is The Earth Wants You. Our producer today, Killian Sinderman. 
Here we are in New York City. Please contact us. Share the show. Spread it around. We'll catch you next time.